But let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we pray for your Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts, our minds, our bodies, our souls. Remind us of the love you have for us. Also help us to see what it means to be people who listen to you, who love you, who follow you, who respond to your love. Help us to see how you are calling us to live in this world. Loving Father, we thank you for this gift. We thank you for the opportunity to celebrate Pentecost Sunday, remembering you made a promise to us and you fulfilled that promise. And gracious Father, we ask you, ask you to be with us and empower us with your spirit. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Pentecost Sunday is a focus on God gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I remember a number of years ago when I was first um, going deeper into the Christian faith, one of the challenges that I had was understanding how does the Holy Spirit fit in to what it means to be a Christian. And I had a pastor and he says, well, if you're over 60, now this is 20 years ago, so now you'd be 80, but if you're over 60, he said, you may be a bit scared because when he was young, um, they talked about the Holy Ghost. And so he was a young kid learning about the Holy Spirit, but in the name of the Holy Ghost, which is the old language that was used, and he went home and he said to mum, his mum, Will, will some ghost come pop out at church and scare the living daylights out of me? And his, and his mum says, no, no, God's spirit is a loving, caring spirit. And that's the encouragement that we should live with, that God's spirit is, a, is this spirit of grace and love. And so today we're going to focus on um, just a one portion of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is our life-giving guide, that God gives us life through the Holy Spirit and also guides us in life. Our reading from Romans chapter 8 had these words, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. If you're wondering what the word Abba, Father, and now it's not that Swedish rock band that is kind of rejuvenated again, the word Abba, Father is a word that the Jewish children would say to their dad and say, Abba, meaning loving, heavenly, loving Father. And so we are encouraged to think the same of God. That as we live our lives, as we look at God, is to see God not as some Greek God that's this powerful, almighty thing, ready to fight and smite you. Um, and unfortunately, that's how the world often relates to God. Quite a number of years ago now, there was a movie called Bruce Almighty, which really highlighted this, where Bruce Almighty is picked up by God and he's frustrated, life is not going well, and what does he turn around? Smite me, O God, was his approach. But rather, we should not see God as that, but we should see God as this loving Heavenly Father. And why? Because Jesus told us to, to relate to God, to see God as our loving Heavenly Father. Jesus, at one stage in his ministry, gives, this, gives a parable which highlights how important this is. Why God is our loving Heavenly Father. And you may remember the parable. The parable is the parable of the prodigal son, where this son is a bit of a rat bag. Not just a rat bag, he's not just a, a little wild child, he's actually quite offensive. He takes his inheritance, his father hasn't even died yet, he takes his inheritance, goes off, leaves the family business and farm, goes off and does what he wants and has a lot of fun. 
or a lot of earthly fun. But the problem is he wastes all the money, spends all the money, and then he finds himself in debt. But there's a recession, like interest rates go up and other problems happen. So there's a recession, and he finds himself without a job, can't sustain his lifestyle, and then he becomes basically homeless. And he thinks to himself, well, my dad's a pretty good boss. I wouldn't mind working under him. So he goes back and actually works goes back to work under him. But as he goes back, something strange happens. His father runs out and embraces him and hugs him and welcomes him back into the family and says, I love you and you're not going to be treated like a servant. You're going to be treated like a son and puts on this big feast. Now, Jesus tells this parable to illustrate that God is this loving heavenly father. And so the Holy Spirit enables us to see this. The Holy Spirit enables us to understand that God is our loving Heavenly Father. Because here's the reality. Most of the world think God has, this, has a problem with them and therefore is going to punish them. The number of people that I encounter from time to time who have either been part of the church and no longer in the church or they've gone and um, they've never really connected with the church and they find out I'm a pastor and they say, oh, there's no hope for me. If I come back into the church, your roof will fall in. One bloke, I said, I hope so because then I get an insurance claim. But then someone might say, oh, it's an act of God. But I said, it doesn't happen yet. And we're full of people who are all not perfect, who all need God's love. Right? And if you're one of those people who are not quite sure whether you're loved, can I encourage you to have open hearts and open ears to hear that God does love you? And it's this Holy Spirit that we're celebrating today, the gift of the Holy Spirit that we're celebrating that enables us to understand that. You see, celebrating Pentecost, which is what it's called for us as Christians, is celebrating that God has delivered on his promise to give us, which is you and his community, his Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit is for you personally. When we baptise Miguel Yuan, we actually announce that he's been given the gift of the God's Spirit. But it's also for us as a community. Um, in recent years, there's been a challenge... challenge to understand what this means by the Holy Spirit, how we live by the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit just for me personally or is it just for the church? Well, it's for both. And the reality is, if you've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit, you're also given given a call to be part of God's community and to live for God's mission, both in your personal life and also as a communal life. And so what does this Holy Spirit do? What does Romans chapter 8 remind us about this Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, first of all, makes, it makes our relationship with God clear. It makes it clear to us that we are loved children of God. Listen to these words again. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. In fact, God calls you one of his loved children. I tell you what, it's easy to love little babies like Miguel Yuan. But Kennedy, wait till they're 15. Can you remember when you were 15? (laughs) Wait till they're 15. Well, God still loves them then. God still loves you now. And likewise, God still loves each one of you and sees you as his loved, precious child. God calls you one of his loved loved children. And that's what the Holy Spirit does, reminds us. 
Now, that doesn't happen out in the world. I, you, generally, you've, I've said this before, but generally, if you try to relate to God from a worldly perspective, what you get is you must live up to these expectations. You must be perfect. You're not good enough. There's problems with you. right? Or if you think you're good enough, you think, I'm pretty good. You know, God deserves me in heaven. Right? Is that attitude. And others are looking at you and go, you're a fool. You don't see your faults. The reality is God loves us despite our flaws. God loves us despite our sin and our problems. That's the reason Jesus came to earth. The reason Jesus came to earth and suffered on the cross is not, so look, say to you, you must continue to suffer on a cross and die for your sins. It's to say, trust in what I've done so you can have life. Because you are one of God's loved children. And that's the message the Holy Spirit continually gives us. But not only that, in giving us that message, the Holy Spirit is also giving us the message that as one of God's children, there is a future. There's a future beyond the difficult times. I'm pretty sure that you have probably experienced some difficult times. Someone else might have thought they're not so difficult, and they had more difficult times. But the reality is we all go through difficult times in life. Now, a worldly perspective on difficult times is, oh, you've done something wrong against God, therefore he's punishing you. But if you engage in the scriptures, if you engage in the story of God, what you see, that's not how God's thinking. Rather, how God's thinking is that he is with you through those difficult times. He still loves you. But not only is he with you and still loves you, there is something to look forward to. In fact, most all our difficult times are only temporary. Listen again from Romans chapter 8. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Indeed, we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. The promise God makes to us is that a promise of eternal life, a promise of a loving eternal life where there is no more sin. I invite you to think about what would life look like if last week there was no sin in your life? You didn't commit sin, people didn't commit sin against you. It'd be a very different perspective of life. As God's loved children, we have that to look forward to. The unfortunate thing, it hasn't started on this earth yet, but we have it to look forward to with God in eternity. And the Holy Spirit helps us know this. You know, if you listen to the news at the moment, there is problem after problem after problem. I remember quite a few years ago, someone said we shouldn't call it the uh, national news or the um, six uh, six o'clock news, we should call it the bad news hour because most of the news is just about all the bad stuff, the problems that are happening. And sometimes the bad things for you are not bad for others, but there are bad things happening regularly. Can I encourage you to think as a child of God is to live with hope, even amongst the difficulties. When you go through problems, remember God is with you. Just this week I was speaking to somebody and explaining this idea of God is with you during the difficult. And I said, do you know Psalm 23? And this is a psalm that I encourage you to engage with, particularly when you're going through difficulties. If you go back in in the past, whenever there's been a major problem, a national crisis, a major issue... Leaders will bring out Psalm 23. 
A lot of funerals have Psalm 23 because it's about dealing with a lost loved one at the moment. And part of Psalm 23 says, even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me, your rod and your staff, they protect me. So can I encourage you as a loved child of God that when you are going through difficulties, to remember that God is with you. He's going to walk with you through those difficulties. He's going to help you through those difficulties. But those difficulties will not last forever. And last week we mentioned about this. We're all called to be witnesses. Well, it's the Holy Spirit that helps us, enables us, gives us the power to be witnesses. Those early, that early church that started quite a number of years ago, over 1,900 years ago, that early church were told to wait until they received the Holy Spirit, the promise gift, and they did. But when they received it, they were called to be witnesses in all of the world. Jesus said to them, but you will receive my power, receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And basically, that call is not just for those disciples, it's also called for us. Keep in mind, we have already received God's Spirit. We receive God's Spirit through the baptism. We've received God's Spirit through engaging with God and His Word. And that's one of the reasons we receive God's Spirit is to help others know that there is a God of love, a God that gives them hope, a God that forgives them, a God that cares for them, a God that wants them to have life now and in eternity. And that that has been made possible by Jesus. You see, the role of the Holy Spirit is not to take centre stage for themselves, but to actually highlight Jesus, highlight the work of Jesus' death and resurrection on the cross. And so I'm going to invite our kids to come forward. Jimmy, are our kids just outside the door? You might want to tell them they can come in. Um, Dick, I'm going to invite you to stand as our kids share a little bit about what it means to be witnesses. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Do you want to put them just up there? Yeah, let's put them up there. Please be seated. That little song illustrates to us that we receive this love, this grace, this mercy, this hope that we can take into the world 
and shine it into people's lives. So I encourage you to think about your week ahead. What's ha- who are the people you're going to interact with and how, how might be God calling you to let them know about God's grace and love and mercy? Now, one of the prayers that I have regularly... Thanks, kids. One of the prayers that I have regularly um, is a prayer each, each day is to say, Lord, help me to show your love and grace to the people I meet. Because I know some of the people I meet are not going to be the easiest people to show love and grace to. And I'm sure you've got some of those in your lives. But it's an encouragement and it's a good prayer. It's not just asking God to help, but it's also reminding me to be this person of bearing God's light in the world, bearing His, allowing his spirit to affect who I am. And so can I encourage you as you live the life, live the faith, the following things. First of all, thank God for the gift of his spirit. Thank God for the gift of his Holy Spirit that gives you gives you peace and love and joy, but also gives you a purpose in life. Thank God that you are one of his children, that you are dearly loved by God, that God is always loving you no matter what. Thank God also that his Spirit is constantly reminding you that there is a place for you with God forever. And that that place is a loving place, a sinless place, a place where there's no pain, no death, a place where there's life. And when you encounter difficulties, can I encourage you to think about this? When you encounter difficulties, keep trusting God and remember he has a future for you. Keep trusting God and listening to God's spirit that there is a future for you that you'll get through those difficulties and you'll eventually spend life with God forever. Now, sometimes our difficulties will last quite some time, but other times they may not. But God is walking with you. He's here to help with you. And lastly, keep connected constantly with the Holy Spirit. Keep connected constantly with God and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. In Ephesians, it remind, and gives us a, a kind of indi- indication of how to do this as Christians. In Ephesians chapter 5, it talks about um, the armour of God. And one of the things it talks about, it says, put on the, the helmet of salvation and pick up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Which means, as we live our life, engage with God's Word. Be, be people who constantly engage with God's Word because when we engage with God's Word by reading the Scriptures... When we engage with God's word by coming to church and listening to what God has to say, when we engage with God's word by having conversations with other Christians, like by attending Bible studies and allowing them, it's God's spirit gets to work in our lives. God's spirit gets to refocus us. God's spirit gets to remind us of the love God has for us. The other beauty of the Holy Spirit is this, is the Holy Spirit doesn't expect you to be the same as any other person but gives you his grace and mercy for you to go and live in the world. And so I want to end this sermon with a, a short clip of our church and with some of our congregations in New South Wales and ACT who are sharing their blessings, including us. We're, we're part of this. Some of you will be on the video. Uh, sharing the blessings of Pentecost Sunday.
my name is Cheryl Turek and I am the Community Development Coordinator here at Good Shepherd in Tuggeranong. My role involves organising activities for the wider community to come and join us with and I'm also involved with the LDK Greenway Views Retirement uh, Residents uh, providing worship services on a Thursday morning. Have a pleasant day. My name is Sarah Cruz. I work in the office and I oversee all the administration needs. And I'm Paul Hanola. I have the tremendous privilege of pastoring here at Tuggeranong. And from our whole church family in southern Canberra to yours this Pentecost Sunday, have a greatly blessed day. Greetings from Narrawina Lutheran Church, the Aussie congregation. Hi, I'm David Chupan. I'm pastor of Lifeway Lutheran Church in the Illawarra and it's church planted down here. I'd like to help you change your thinking if you haven't already changed it and to think about Pentecost as the growing of the church. That is the body of Christ. Not of congregations in the first place, but of the body of Christ and the growing of the kingdom. The kingdom is where God rules and he will rule forever and ever. So the kingdom is eternal. Jesus has died and risen again and cannot die again. So his body, the church, cannot die. But congregations come and go. Congregations were established by the power of the Holy Spirit and the call of the gospel for those who are refugees and pilgrims and transients in this world. Congregations are for this lifetime and for this place, but not for eternity. So we ought not to get upset when congregations disappear and fade away, but can rejoice that through the work of the Holy Spirit, the church is growing and the kingdom is expanding. Let's be a part of that, this Pentecost. Think about the nature of church and kingdom and congregation and choose to pray the prayer that Jesus asked us to pray in Luke 10, that the Lord of the harvest send out harvesters into the field because it's ripe and ready for harvest. Have a great Pentecost. Happy Pentecost from Maravina uh, and Phoenix uh, Church uh, from Sydney to everybody. Hi there, um, I'm Pastor Tim Muller uh, from Emmanuel Woden Valley Lutheran Church, uh, just down the valley there a bit. And I'm Jacob Traeger and I lead the Malonglo Valley Gospel Community, which is a group seeking to grow into a new church plant here in the Malonglo Valley, a new development in Canberra. For us, walking together in mission means blessing the community around us, building connections, looking for opportunities to share the good news of Jesus' life, death and resurrection. And it also means finding invitations for people to put their trust in Jesus and what he's done. Emmanuel is the sending church of the Malonglo Valley Gospel Community. We're very pleased about this. Uh, we're partners together. 
uh, to support and to bless. And we're growing into this uh, with God's strength. And Paul talks about walking together in mission as partnership. In Philippians chapter 1, he thanks God that the Philippians have been sharing with him in sharing the good news of Jesus from the first day they heard it until now. And so that's what we seek to do, walking together in mission. We're partners. Greetings from Southern Cross Sydney Finnish Church and Happy Pentecost, Eli. Hyvää helluntaita. Hyvää helluntaita. Greetings from St. Paul, Sydney. God bless you. Places around the state, um, around the world, in fact, in different ways, and brings a community together to hear God's word so that our God's spirit can continue to affect who we are, can remind us of the love that he has for us and to help others to know that love. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you that you gave us your Holy Spirit so that we can be your missionaries in this world. Help us to be people who take your love that you've revealed to us and help others know about that love. And Lord, continually speak to us, continually Realign us to you, your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness and your love. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of your spirit. Amen.